Hey, it's Tony Messia with the Charlotte Ledger, and you're listening to the Charlotte Ledger Podcast. You can find out more about the Charlotte Ledger, subscribe to one of our award-winning newsletters by going to thecharlotteledger.com. Today, we're talking about University City with a couple people who know that area best, Toby Holmes of University City Partners and Darlene Heater of real estate development company, Panorama Holdings. Thank you both for coming. Great to be here. Hey, Tony, I'm glad to be here as well. So as we sit here in the summer of 2022, the big news recently is Centene. You know, this, this was a big deal uh, when it was announced. I mean, you, you both know that. It was going to be an East Coast headquarters for a insurance giant. They were talking about 3,200 workers initially, maybe as many as 6,000, building a big campus on 130 acres. And just recently they announced, actually, they're not coming, even though the building is just about completed. So I just wanted to talk about, now that that's not happening, what does that mean for University City? Well, Tony, I, I'll jump on that first. Obviously, Centene's decision is a is a bit of a hit for Charlotte, I think, but um, I think as the news has kind of shaken out, it's really indicative of a larger office shakeup in the post-COVID environment. So I don't think it's necessarily any any market on our, on our general market here is just kind of the way the ball has rolled for us. The uh, the bigger picture in University City, however, is still quite strong. I mean, obviously, not a whole lot here has changed for the worse since Centene made their decision to come here originally. So we still have so many assets in our market that are attractive to large companies, particularly as this kind of office world tends or is continuing to shake out. So we're feeling pretty good with the exception of this this hit that Centene uh, brought us to some extent. Yeah, I know some of the commentary has been, well, you know, let's look on the bright side. We have a brand new building here that anybody can move into. What do you think the prospects are for getting somebody into that site? Have you seen that building? <laughs> pretty nice. I don't think that there is a more beautiful, adaptive building in this region than that building. It is the Mercedes of all buildings. It's beautiful. I've got to agree with Darlene. I actually toured the building about six weeks ago, and I really wanted to get in there when it was partially finished. That was kind of my timing on it. And if you want to talk about a modern office building, it has got the outdoor workspaces, the collaborative spots, the huge open floor plans that just speak to modern office today. So, yep. It's uh, it's ready for a single user, multiple users, and it's just a dynamically awesome building that if we're trying to create a place that attracts people to not work from home, Centene has done a pretty massive job of that and is leaving that uh, building here for us to fill, which is, is kind of exciting. Yeah, as you both know, I mean, there are a lot of questions about the future of office space. I mean, as companies are reassessing their office needs in light of you know, work from home, uh, hybrid you know, remote type of arrangements. Or what's the word on the street as far as interest in that building? Are are, you, are, are there some nibbles or are people sniffing around? Is it still too early? What do you think? Yeah, I think in our market, it's um, anybody who's already looking around here, they recognize that opportunity sitting right there in front of them, particularly if they are thinking about building something that they want to deliver uh, in the more near term. If you started today, you couldn't deliver a class A office building like that and 24 months. So it's, it's really attractive to people already in the market right now. It is. And keep in mind, Tony, that University City is the second largest employment center in Charlotte. And the University Research Park um, has seen tremendous investment over the last eight or nine years. University City Partners worked really hard and really closely with the community to create a live, work, play environment in the University Research Park, which 
you know, prior to UCP's management of the research park was really just a work and a little bit of play. And now it is a true turnkey 24 hours a day lifestyle center that happens to have some of our largest employers and headquarter locations there. Oh, right. I mean, you've got TIAA, you've got Duke Energy, yep. Electrolux, there are a whole, whole bunch of them up there. I just want to run by a quote I saw in the newspaper the other day. There was a piece in the Charlotte Observer, a good piece, looking at Centene uh, by the Observer's Gordon Rago, and it quoted Terry Shook of the design firm Shook Kelly as saying, quote, the era of the big suburban office campus has seen its heyday. I mean, given that University City has a lot of those suburban office campuses, what are you hearing from some of those big employers about their needs? Terry Shook's a smart guy. He, he nailed it. I think those single-use office parks or dinosaurs, and those are the ones that are not able to get tenants. You know, for our office park, um, as Darlene mentioned, it's it's different than that. Uh, over the course of the last five years, we've added a, about a thousand um, residential units and have about a thousand more on the way, and that's a a mix of some pretty nice apartments and also some for sale townhomes. And the edges are just starting to get built out, and that is a very intentional move on our part to add some service retail and other types of retail at our edge. And we still have a lot of room left in the park. I know a lot of our parcels are built on, but those big setbacks and service parking lots bring us an opportunity to continue to diversify the park to something that is incredibly modern and fits the needs of um, of office users today, which we recognize are, are basically the opportunity to be at work, fly next door to grab a cup of coffee or something, that convenience factor that you want to have while you're at work, especially as we learn that there's a convenience factor to working at home, except it's not for everybody. Right. And for those who believe that the suburban office campus is dead, I point you to Research Triangle Park, which continue to land some of the most exciting uh, companies that the Southeast has seen. So while, you know, Terry Shook is a, he's a remarkable planner. He's a downtown guy. I think that it's too soon to say that, that the charm of suburban um, office markets and office parks, it has worn off. I think that those that are reinventing themselves like University Research Park and RTP, they're going to continue to be um, a value proposition that folks are going to pay attention to. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. Let's talk a little bit about apartments. And Toby, you, you mentioned some of the residential uh, growth. I know there's been a big focus in Charlotte on making sure that, you know, where you live is, can be near where you work. And, you know, I look at these rezonings that come through every month and every month it's 300 apartments in Mallard Creek, 300 apartments closer to the University City core, you know, 300 apartments up toward Concord Mills on the Mecklenburg side. There's a lot of apartments coming in there where I think if, you know, you don't really hear a lot about them, they don't make news a lot. If you put 300 apartments in the middle of Dilworth, I think you would hear about it a lot more. Talk to me a little bit about the residential growth that you're seeing in University City. Residential growth is, is very strong here in University City, which I think Darlene would agree. We have found to be an asset over the last few years, adding rooftops and adding kind of dollars to our market and people who want to come out and spend money. That's a very positive thing for our retail and restaurant environment. I do think we're reaching a point, and I don't, saturation is not the right word by any means, but I do think we're reaching a point where we're becoming a little more choosy about the type of product that's built here and the amenities it brings, not just to the residents to the apartment complex, but to greater university city. And I think the untold story there 
um, a lot of folks don't comment on this is as University City Partners works with developers, they have been, you know, pushing on developers to add mix of housing types in these apartment complex development. So while we've been adding apartments in University City, we have added a plethora of townhomes, um, both for sale and for rent in University City. You know, this is a community where 95% of its housing is single family residential. And in the last, what do you say, Toby, five or six years, um, we're really starting to see some density coming to the places where density should be in those areas that should develop in a more urban style. No, that's right. 100% right. I mean, the mix of units component was to make sure that we were not by any means a one-trick pony. It, you know, adds the variety that we need here to attract such a breadth of individuals who are looking for a place to live like ours, with close to university, uh, close to employment, and close to so many other things here in Charlotte. And even still, you know, now it's a matter of asking them to help build out our greenway system or provide public open space and contribute to the greater good that way. Now that we're recognized, we get to um, help the ante a little bit. And I would further add, Tony, that with the the number of apartment complexes that have been completed and stabilized in University City, they've stabilized pretty quickly. Like the market has not gone soft for multifamily up there. Right, still a lot of a lot of room to grow, and I, I know you all, University City Partners, have charted out a future. You have a, a vision plan, strategic vision plan. You know, it, it says that the the vision is for University City. I'm just going to quote from it here: to be a vibrant place that's urban in scale and design. It will be energized by transit. It will be a popular and accessible destination, offering diverse and unique choices for living, shopping, working, learning, and leisure. It will be a premier employment center in the region with sophisticated infrastructure and attractive amenities. So how do we get there? I think we're getting there already. As you're reading that, I was kind of kind of a big smile on my face. I feel like we're uh, very much moving that direction. Um, I've got my map pulled up here and looking at all the things that are happening in University City. Uh, you know, if you think about the city of Charlotte, I think about those pictures from 30 years ago where it's just kind of disparate buildings and a bunch of parking lots and not a whole lot in between. You know, Center City Charlotte was a very different place back then. And a lot can happen in a 30-year time span. So I'm not saying that, um, you know, we need 30 years on it. But um, sometimes I look across University City and see those something not dissimilar, um, but so much potential that can fill in the gaps there. And just over the last five or six, 10 years, we've seen a lot of those gaps fill in. So I can't imagine the opportunity the future brings to us here. I'm personally really excited to be part of that opportunity to watch this place grow and, and densify. And really one of the um, hallmarks of densification is structured parking. We've started to see that come out of the ground, not just at our entertainment district, uh, by the University City Boulevard station and at other light rail stations, but in the research park. And and other locations across University City. So I think that um, that vision is coming to life very quickly, uh, and I'm really excited to be here right now. Yeah, there are a lot of different spots where things are happening. I know some of it is fueled by the light rail, you know, the Blue Line extension opened up there a few years ago. You're seeing a lot by the JW Clay light rail station, the Water's Edge uh, development. Maybe we could we go kind of rapid fire and go through some of the things going on. Water's Edge, what's the status? Where's that going? But Water's Edge, um, the, the first phase, which is apartments that are being, being built by uh, Crescent Communities, um, I believe their first units deliver in December, uh, and the rest of that project will deliver throughout the first quarter of 2023. I actually spoke with some individuals over at the Charlotte Mecklenburg Library just yesterday, and they feel fairly confident that the University City Library will indeed move to that, that center as its anchor. And if you didn't already know it, 
that library has the second highest circulation in the city of Charlotte or across Montgomery County, rather. So it's quite an anchor for that side of our 10 acre lake here and um, moving along pretty, pretty nicely. There's a big infrastructure project um, that is really going to uh, continue to catalyze that area. Um, we actually have two. We have a new streetscape coming on JW Clay, which is um, when it was planned, it was the first, the city's first cycle track. And then, of course, the North Bridge that's connecting that center um, to the university and to the university research park. So two big infrastructure projects that are not even visible yet, um, except for survey flags, but are really going to continue to bolster redevelopment of that center. That's yeah. right. And the walkability of the area as a whole, I think those projects are just a catalytic to that extent. I just cannot wait for them to deliver. All right. Next bullet on the rapid fire, entertainment district. We know that there's a top golf. Everybody sees it when they drive by it on I-85. What's going to happen with that area? I think we're going to see some more um, athletic entertainment uses come to the table there um, at some point in the relatively near future. And um, I think Darlene has a role in potentially building out some more hospitality there. We are working, Panorama is working with uh, the Arden Group and uh, Cambridge Development Group on kind of the next phase of development there. Um, we are going to need some more rooftops over there, but the you know what is even more exciting is to see the realization of um, neighborhood supportive retail at that center and then continue to build on this concept of an entertainment district. So you know we we've hit a little bump in the road um, just because pandemic has really pushed a lot of our development at that station towards residential but that that picture is not fully painted yet and what's going to happen there what you're going to see coming out of the ground over the next probably two to four years um, is going to continue to solidify that station as a transit oriented neighborhood yeah i mean i think you've really seen how light rail has transformed other areas of the city and i know university city probably no exception next bullet point i'd like to ask about greenways one of you mentioned that how important are the greenways and the greenway network to what's going on i may be one of the more passionate people about greenways in the city i think we have one of our finest here in university city it's an incredible asset for us. This um, still is the longest in Mecklenburg County. We've made, and that's the that's the Mallory Creek Greenway. We've made huge advances on the Dobie Creek Greenway, which is the north-south uh, leg, somewhat parallel to 85 in terms of land being dedicated toward its future construction, as well as some sections being constructed in tandem with multifamily development. So greenways are strong. University City actually trying to put together a project right now to continue to add amenities and for lack of a better phrase, I think amenities of interest or art pieces along the Mallory Creek Greenway, uh, just to continue to enhance it for our community, keep it interesting and make it everything that it can be. Yeah, as Charlotte continues to grow, as people find not just recreation, but utility in those greenways, I think that as a, as a city and a county, we need to make sure that we are building with scale, that we're able to accommodate all of these existing users and new users that are coming. And, and I can share with you, I live on one of the greenways in University City. Um, and if you're out there on a Saturday or a Sunday morning, it, it's, a, it's a tight road. They are well utilized. Can I just ask you, sort of, as we're wrapping up, people in the rest of Charlotte, are, 
what do they not know or what do they not understand or, or what have they not seen in, in University City? Are there any misconceptions out there? Are there any stereotypes you want to bust? You know, one stereotype that comes to mind immediately is, and I hear it somewhat regularly when people come to our office, they say, wow, it took me a lot less time to get here than I thought it would. My commute from Noda is less than 15 minutes, and we're also about a 20-minute minute commute for workers across the county. At least that's the average commute time here in University City. We're average on the county level is about 25 minutes. So uh, we're an amazingly accessible submarket. I feel like I can get almost anywhere uh, in about 20 minutes. You know, I think that really speaks to if we're in an environment where where people are wanting to you know stay home or work virtually or have some aversion to the office, that shorter commute time is super important to convincing people that. The burden of, of moving, uh, going to an office in the afternoon is uh, is a little bit less than it would be if you're, for example, sitting in traffic on, you know, 485 South or wherever else in Charlotte. We can zip in and out of here pretty quick. And I would add, I'm going to give a plug for our university, you know, a, a big misnomer for folks who have not visited that campus is that it's UNC Charlotte. It's that little university, you know, that feels like it takes forever to get to, just like what Toby said. But the reality is the commute to the university is 15 minutes from uptown. If you get on the train, it's 25 minutes from uptown. And that university is not the same university uh, that was here when I moved to Charlotte. And it is a campus that we should all be proud of and we should all invest in. That it is, it's not just an education center. It is a talent generator for this region. Great. Is there anything I didn't ask you all that you think is important to know? You know, Tony, I was actually staving at the university for that question, but I think she's as enthusiastic as I am about where the university is today. Somebody lamented to me yesterday, they read the university is over 31,000 students, um, not realizing how large it is. Indeed, correct, second largest in the state of North Carolina and graduating more engineers than anywhere else, which that engineering skill set is, is pretty important to our workforce right now. And not only that, but they're doing a great job of, of, of kind of building out everything that you would think of in a college campus. And if their athletics master plan, which includes about $100 million worth of improvements, isn't part of that big picture, then I don't know what is. Well, thanks. I think that's going to do it for today. Toby and Darlene, thanks for joining us. And to our listeners, thanks for listening. To find out more about the Charlotte Ledger at thecharlotteledger.com.